Good evening, good evening, and welcome to another KG Fifth World Wildcat and Doc podcast. Brothers, how are you? Doing okay today, considering what's going on outside the walls of our humble homes, our enclosures. I'm doing okay. Doc, how are you, sir? I have been better. This is a great week. I uh, was really disturbed by the news I heard and then saw via video. Uh, so it, it continues. It's the world we live in. Essentially, it's what majority, I guess, uh, has suggested that's the way that we should live. And that's our expectation. So I think in a lot of ways, it's a sad state. What do I want to talk about? I'm talking... Doc, let's go with you first. And you're on camera because you're doing this live. Video and audio. So we're just doing what we do here. Learning and growing. So you got it. Moving and grooving. Uh, Really, when you start looking at... uh, Oh, man, I can share this and like it. There you go. So, like I said... So, and how can folks find you on on Facebook or do whatever? Put it on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook at Dr. At Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Again, it's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Um, that's would be Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. And so um, you can also follow me on Facebook at Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Um, that particular uh, website, uh, Facebook component app we actually show the uh, live footage from streaming wise from Doctorville's inside HBCU Sports Lab that we do on KKBQ 92.9 FM HD2 every Tuesday uh, from 6 to 7 Central Standard Time so that's pretty cool if you would uh, if you're not able to catch it live you can go to SoundCloud and type in Doctorville's inside the HBCU Sports Lab Starting to put in uh, Dr. Cavill's inside the hashtag HBC Sports Lab as well uh, to get uh, information out there to the people. Uh, you can catch that as a podcast whenever you want. So really some interesting things out here. I got some breaking news. I tell the listeners right here, I have confirmed that I will have the new uh, president, the 12th president of Texas Southern University, uh, President Lane, on um, the radio show. Tuesday the 26th, so I'm excited about that. Oh. Going to have him talking about his uh, sporting background growing up, college, uh, then his stint at Langston, and where all that took in terms of who he is of today. So I'm pretty intrigued about that interview session. I was able to autograph a book, uh, the book that I co-edited, uh, looking at the experience of HBCU athletes. So he was very excited to receive that so that was uh gratifying to me and he says he's gonna jump right into it so might even get a chance to ask him a question too about that i might test him well maybe not that might not <laughs> go off with why not hey, get this you know that's what i do in my classroom with my students and things of that nature i want to see if you read <laughs> exactly as i tell them some of the biggest news out there quick update on hbcus um next week it's right around the corner you have swag media day then the following week, that Thursday and Friday, you have the SIC and CIAA respectively doing their football media day. And then the following week, which would be the 29th, mm-hmm. 
That would be a couple of days after the Tuesday interview. Mm-hmm. I'll be flying up. I'm actually going to Birmingham, and I also fly up to Richmond, Virginia, for the MEAC Football Media Day. Should be uh, yeah. they like to say luncheon. Hello to the two viewers who chimed in. Thank you for watching us figure this out on the fly here. So excited about that. Also, uh, update there. We kind of close out. You had Hamptons Reginald Johnson named MEAC Male Student Athlete of the Year. Uh, did a great job. Really like. His major, it happens to be sport management. But at that, he boasted a 3.18 GPA. So he's getting it done in the classroom on the court. He's part of the co- or back-to-back championship champion Hampton Pirates, uh, back-to-back tournament champions. This year and last year, averaging 19.3 points and 8.3 assists per game in the MEAC tournament this year. So he's done a tremendous job. So kudos to Reginald Johnson Jr. for getting that done. 2016 Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference Male Student Athlete of the Year. Other than that, have uh, some good information out there if you want to talk and get some chatter and get your feathers wrinkled for those who like to debate. Uh, you can go to hbcugameday.com. Stephen Gaither, fine young man, putting in a lot of good work. He has a couple of intriguing things out there on his website. Again, that's hbcgameday.com. He talks about the top five quarterbacks in the SWAC. I think I mentioned that before. But he goes in and looks at the top five quarterbacks for the MEAC. Very intriguing conversation there. We debated that a little bit in terms of what's going on. And then you also look at the top five running backs in the SWAC. So that's what's some HBCU news there on the update. Doc, I will be taking off on the, my three events coming up this month will be the 18th and 19th, Dallas, Texas, for the Big 12 Media Day football kickoff. Absolutely. It will be interesting at the Omnia Hotel. <laughs> Not just a will, will show up, but uh, basically for all of us to find out what's really going on in the Big 12, as they say, from the horse's mouth. Commissioner will give his State of the Union. Uh, he'll give a cattle call, most likely. Uh, I don't think it'll be a whole lot of one-on-ones. And uh, I hadn't got a schedule on how they've divided it up yet. Uh, but uh, as I say, it, it would just be interesting because it's the Big 12. Yeah, the MIG day. I mean, those football media days, as you say, it's interesting. A couple other things I do want to get out there on the HBCU before we kind of close on that. Okay. Since we talk a little bit of uh, Olympics coming up, obviously, so we have some HBCU qualifiers out there. Hampton University, as we just talked about Hampton, mm-hmm. Francina McCrory and Livingston College's Quinera Hayes just missed uh, directly qualifying for the U.S. Olympic team in the Women's 400 Finals and the U.S. Olympic Trials at Haywood Fields in Eugene, Oregon, but St. Augustine's alum Barbara Perry also came up short in the women's 100, finishing 11th at 11.10 seconds, letting you know these people are flying. 11 seconds, and you finish 7th. So those are some of the individuals who just missed qualifying uh, in terms of the tournament, so that was uh, some tough news uh, in terms of those that are getting it done. Small College Basketball announces the inaugural Hall of Fame, several HBCU players were inducted in that. I thought that was interesting. 
uh, that somebody's finally came up with that small college basketball hall of fame mm-hmm. inaugural class. So you have some players like a f- former Kentucky State standout and retired NBA player Travis Grant. I know you recall that he did oh. tremendous job. Guy won back to back to back NIA championships. Dr. Dick Barnett from Tennessee A and I with his two oh, yeah. that he mm-hmm. got it done. Many people remember him. Bob Hopkins from Gremlin. Uh, Willis Reed from Grambling, Earl the Pearl Monroe, should be from Salem State, should have been in those. Well, this is this is a novel. Yes, this is yes, a small yes, college yes, player, brand this, new. So this is brand new. This is going to focus on uh, those players that didn't reach the height and get their name out there like they should be uh-huh. in terms of the other Hall of Fame. So I think this is a nice tribute. Coaches: Clarence Gaines, Winston Salem State, as you would imagine. John McClendon. North Carolina College, Hampton, Tennessee, A&I, mm-hmm. Kentucky State is HBCU programs, and obviously the first African-American to coach at a historically white college. In this case, it was Cleveland State. So he's in. And so that was intriguing. A non-HBC-related person, but I think it's important to put his name out there just because of what he did. Contributor is as they have him in there, and that was Dr. James Naismith. Uh, kind of hard to leave him off to this. I would, think. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> so, I would hope. I thought that was pretty cool to get that information out there to talk about that. Uh, just to let you know what's going on there as, as things going on. As we talked about McCory and Hayes, uh, they ended up qualifying in the women's 400 finals at the U.S. Olympic trials in Haywoodfield, Eugene. So you have Hampton University and Livingston College, respectively, with Francina McCory of Hampton University qualifying. So that was some great news. At least they qualified in the women's 400-meter finals to get into the Olympics. So that's your HBCU uh, report from that side. Some tough news coming out of Clark Atlanta University. They suspend the men's track and field team. So that was kind of tough to hear that coming out. Uh, have suspended a, why? Do you know why? Uh, more Mostly cost. Um, they're saying a Title IX issue. Hmm. Oddly enough, uh, Clark Atlanta University has um, 75%, uh, nearly 75% women in terms of attendance of the university. And so if you go by Title IX, the first component that you can measure, there's three you can use, but most of them use the first component, which has a percentage weight. So if you have a university that has a higher percentage of women, then you have to offer um, scholarships in that manner. And so for them, they thought it was easier uh, to disqualify or suspend the men's track team versus adding women's sports or additional scholarships. So we'll see how that goes and see if this is a long-term or just something short-term that they'll try to do. Doc, slow your roll. I don't want to steal all the thunder. We had some technical difficulties. So we're going to go back to the Wildcat and let his adoring fans see him again. So, uh... Remind folks, and we're doing this video live on Facebook on the KG Flipper Wildcat and Doc uh, podcast Facebook page. And I think we're still doing okay. The, my camera says we're live. One of my friends said we're not. So we'll see how it all goes with Wildcat. Let everybody know where you are going to be once again, sir. All right. Uh, my first trip is on July the 18th, 19th, Big 12, Dallas, Texas, Omni Hotel. Uh, then uh, it's another week. In between uh, Conference USA, back in Dallas, 
26th, 25th, 26th, uh, for what hopefully will be an, uh, a, 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 a better showing <laughs> outside of the scenery because last year we went to Boca Raton, Florida. Well, two days, so like you know, I, yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I was. It was kind of hard to beat that because you stand in a resort hotel at the time, and you, a lot of yachts and all around. But uh, Comfort USA, they're in transition with a lot of things. Uh, talking about uh, the network, the online network, uh, increasing their uh, TV outlook, handling from coming directly from the conference office. Uh, they, I, I think they're in the process of hiring their own production company uh, crew, putting them together and getting some better uh, interviews set up with the different teams and doing a better sh- job of communicating online and opening up the uh, conference, uh, the, uh, not so much the office, but the athletic sport, the sports and all, all around for both men and women. So isn't one of the reasons they're doing this is because... Reports are that oh well one of the reasons is that uh, the TV deal didn't is they're taking a, 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 a hit right they're losing they're not getting as much money in, in right. the new deal and they've had to basically have salary freezes and in the in the in the conference office and uh, I think they're cutting down on travel expenses and things like that so the new TV contract was a was a big hit to the conference so they're doing different things to try to raise money. You know, keep everything in house. So you do what you got to do. And then and you, you have a new associate commissioner, must balance former uh, football player Murden Hanks. Yeah, Murden Hanks from the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, and the Duck Walk. Yeah, he's now associate commissioner of Conference USA. And I, one of the reasons he uh, joined the conference is because he said he believes in the vision of Conference USA. And I still am floored by that, considering. He worked in the NFL office for yeah, a couple but of I, years. But, but he sees an he, opportunity, though. If he can get it to grow, then he can, few years down the line, take it into a, a better, another position, possibly in the NFL. Yeah, I'm sure. If not then, i also looking at maybe one of the commissioners. And, uh, and if not the next five, I'm sure at one point, uh, as his background being in the NFL, he can get this and then maybe parlay that into what they referring to as a power five. Who knows? He may become the first African-American commissioner. Power five conference. It's going to be interesting to see what that move is. And I think that's part of it to see um, what opportunities prevail themselves. And then, hold on, sir. All right. It's, it's my turn. I got, I got one more. Then I'll let you have it, sir. Oh, this my turn going to lead to everybody because I'm going I'm to throw some out there. Let's go ahead. Okay. And at my last trip, trip number three, is my glory trip. I look forward to that. Uh, Newport, Rhode Island, August 1st and 2nd for the American Conference football kickoff. Um, Why would you have a conference in Rhode Island? I, I didn't ask, and I, I, I'm not concerned with that. I stay in a B&B, and I'm happy. I get to walk amongst Edinburgh, because I get so. You know, and I don't have to share a room with anyone. You know, it's just, it's just it's nice. It's, it's nice and breezy. You stand right on the coast, right on the water. You're getting fresh seafood every day. And breakfast is great. That's all I can tell you. Uh, great point. It's hard to argue with that. And also get some good football uh, information. The one thing I do Certainly like uh, do that. Uh, is the, uh, when Navy comes in 
to do football kickoff, the guys are in there dress white. And Coach Knapp had that gives a lot of input for especially to the media that don't that don't cover them on a regular basis and is not familiar with them. You get a lot of information about the academy and what goes on on a day to day basis. And it's good talking to those guys. And you always look forward to that just sure. because of what they represent. Sure, 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 sure. Let, let me put my cougar hat on. It's be who's gonna come in second. I'm like Larry Bird now. The old media day should be about who's coming in second behind us. That's what. That's all that matters. It yes, ain't, it ain't gonna matter. I said it as the Cougar said it. U of H alum, graduate right here, KG. It ain't gonna matter. Media day should be about who's gonna be picked behind U of H. That's the ain't, bottom line. Ain't yes. gonna matter. Yes. Ain't gonna matter. Yes. Ain't say come on, who who? Come on, say it now. Ain't I'm asking you to say it right now. Ain't gonna you, who's gonna be picked behind U of H? Ain't gonna matter. Why, so why, why won't it matter? Because if the TV contract doesn't get better, you still, you know, you just, you decide that. Why is he talking about something I didn't even ask him? I asked him who's going to finish second behind U of H. I have no idea. So are you saying U of H is not going to finish first? They could, that could happen. Injuries happen. Oh, that's not what I'm asking. Are you suggesting that that's I, what's going to happen? It could happen. Do you believe that's what's going to happen? We all know anything. And, and, and that's the way I'm going to leave it to. All right. See, he gonna he, obviously we can't get a state. Yeah, out he, of that he one. crawfishing on that one. So, okay. <laughs> All right. So here we go, gentlemen. Who said this quote? Well, the first thing I'd say is Kevin has earned the right to make a decision that's best for him. End quote. A grown up, hopefully a grown up, because that's a grown up. That's a grown up statement. Literally, that's a grown up statement. I'm not sure who said that, but it sounds like Sam Presti, the general manager of the Oklahoma City Thunder. First like I said, a grown up, a grown up, true businessman. Yeah, he he knows what he what he what he worked with, and he's allowing his, his, his and he knows that the door his, can his, swing his both ways. Yeah, and Why? it ain't done until this weekend. When is it? When when is the actual signing it's, day? Should be tomorrow. Tomorrow. And I don't think he's gonna change his mind, but I'm saying down the road. Oh yeah, he's he leaving doors open. Right. That's what he's doing, which I don't blame him. And he's just being a professional. And you What's should. What's wrong with that? You should. Because everybody else was being petty. Fans? Media? Both. Being petty. Yeah, I think it's just outright silly. From Because you can't go home and tell someone that you turned down, what, a 30 to 40% or 50% increase? No, in actually, he took a he little. Took, he took less took, money to go to less money to go there. But... but, but uh, he has a choice. He's a free agent. And he did this on all holidays, July 4th, with so many people want to celebrate freedom. Right. And now you're talking about this guy shouldn't have the ability to have his own oh, freedom man. to make his hold, decision. Hold that thought. And, and so now, he hold that thought, forward, Doc. So could, now, could, could, now we're going to do a teaser. We're going to sign off a live video uh-huh. and go strictly audio. But thank everyone for participating. Sorry about a little Wi-Fi connection there issue. But I, this was fun. I think we can do more of these Facebook Live and sure. do more promotion of it. And uh, the one of you, I'm not sure who you are, but uh, make a comment before we sign off. you got a few seconds to, to uh, chime in with a thought or a comment. Uh, thank you for uh, logging in. Thank you for your viewership. So, uh, but yes, we're going to talk. We're going to go in audio-wise in free agency and the signings because I really have no problem whatsoever about the money. But as you know how I think, you know, we are, we are all... Uh, true capitalists should be and uh, some folks don't understand that but we're going to sign off oh 
I got a hater. No, not a hater. A very happy friend of mine <laughs> who, who is a Golden State Warriors fan. <laughs> so uh, it still could be a hater. So much love to you, Stephen. He, he just typed in dubs on 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 our on our page. So and he was in disbelief. Correct me if I'm wrong. If he's still able to listen to us when I announced on my Facebook page that uh, KD had chosen the Warriors instead of going back to Oklahoma City, which I was surprised. I, I truly thought Durant was going to pick remain with the Thunder. We all thought about, you know, Warriors would be the second team, the other only other team that KD would seriously consider going to. I didn't really believe he would choose Golden State. But as one of my mentors pointed out to me, the ultimate closer spoke to uh, Durant on Saturday evening. That's Jerry West, the logo, and helped convince Kevin to join the Warriors and, and help take some burden off of him, scoring-wise, team-wise. The culture at Golden State is a championship culture. They're trying to win multiple championships, not just one. So They're trying to win, have a dynasty. And clearly, uh, Durant believes that his best chance at winning multiple championships is with the Golden State Warriors rather than the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, and Steven said he was in complete disbelief when, when KD said he was going to the Warriors rather than a stand with Oklahoma City. And he is a true Warriors fan. He's been there through thick and thin when Golden State was just an afterthought in the NBA, like a basic armpit of the NBA, <laughs> when they were just a horrible franchise, horrible ownership, horrible draft picks, players, etc. Remember the the Joe Barry Carroll uh, days and, and worse teams uh, than that. So he's been through thick and thin. So he's enjoying these the championship from last year, getting close this year. So kudos to the Warriors, the Warriors fans, the true Warriors fans, not the ones who popped on the bandwagon the last two years who probably don't even want to acknowledge the uh, bad, dark days that of a few short years ago. When it, Remember this? When Steph Curry was, Steph Curry was brittle, when was injury-prone, and folks had doubts of whether he could play and have a successful career, and now he's had no problem with injuries the last few seasons. So the Warriors are the, the team to beat with Kevin Durant for the 2016-2017 season. They would have to uh, clear cap space, because they do not have Durant's full Larry Bird rights, which basically means they cannot go exceed the salary cap to sign him to whatever they want to. I was going to ask you about that. Until uh, three seasons, complete seasons. So they'll have to clear cap space of, according to Bobby Marks, uh, former general manager, NBA general manager, of about $35 million next summer to uh, sign Durant to a, another contract. There won't be any problems We signing Steph Curry to a new deal because they have Steph Curry's for Larry Bird rights. So that's how that goes. And so audio-wise, thank you, everybody. Stephen, appreciate it, man, for tuning in to this Facebook Live that we did here. We're going to do more of these. We get better and better at it. Football season's coming up. Y'all can talk football. And maybe at some point, y'all can convince me to do one of these for baseball as well. We can talk about the awesome Jose Altuve of Houston Astros. Is he the next next guy on the Astros team as far as making a – a jump, jump, where, where folks will show up every week just because of him. He's he's getting close. You we'll tell see. me, because uh, we we'll see. I'm going to tell me about the ten numbers. So, uh, uh, what? I'll two players. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not gonna he's, lie. He's got to keep doing it. He, if he's consistent, there's no question. 
I mean, he's past Hall of Fame numbers is what he's doing. His, his thing is in baseball, it has to be done over a long period of time. Yeah. That, that's so true. He has to be. He has to continue. He's consistent at this point. Now it's just about longevity. There you go. Without a question. Thanks very much, everybody. Peace. Yes, sir. That was fun. Okay. Back to uh, all right. Let NBA ask, free agency. Let, let me ask my question. Go ahead, sir. Uh, I was, you mentioned. You just mentioned where I was headed. The the, the Larry Bird rule. Explain to the, uh, to my my friends now because they asked me about. Because I had mentioned that, and it got it got mentioned. Some folks asked me. I tell them. I told them point blank. I couldn't explain it like it should be explained, but I know somebody that can. Just tell folks what that is and and how he how Durant will lose it and then get it, gain it back. Yeah, years ago, obviously it's named after Larry Bird, um, and we, we can tie all this in a lot of different ways when folks complain about well Larry Bird and. And and Michael Jordan and and Bill Russell and none of these guys left to go to to um, the enemy. All that kind of stuff. Well, no players years there. ago, <laughs> no players. they didn't have true free agency until 1988. Yeah, so that's was, one thing. I so they didn't have the option. It, was, it wasn't no such thing. So, but Larry Bird. Um, that was just silly. Basically, a team people that don't know their history and do their homework exceed the salary cap to sign their own free agent. You have to be with that team for three seasons. Okay. So that's the full Larry Bird rights. It allows you to go over the cap. And sign that player for X amount of dollars. Durant's situation with Golden State, his contract that he's agreed to, and everybody, no one has signed a contract yet. As Wildcat touched on, the numbers have not been finalized yet. So players are not actually put pen to paper and sign contracts with their new teams or current teams until tomorrow or Friday when the NBA announces what the actual numbers are going to be. So if you see any reports out there about so and so, Signing contract, that's incorrect. Teams have agreed to terms with free agents, and that's all it's been is agreed to terms. But Golden State has agreed to terms with KD for a two-year, $54 million contract. Durant has a player option on the second year of the deal. Everybody expects him next summer to opt out of that contract after one year and go back into the free agent market. If he does that because he's only played with the Warriors for one year, that's not three years, so he does not have, Golden State cannot exceed the cap to sign Durant to a full uh, salary as if they can for Steph Curry. They can go over the cap to re-sign Steph Curry to a max deal because they have full bird rights for him. But in order to sign Durant to a $30, $30 million deal next summer, they will have to be under the cap and have that much cap room to sign Durant to a long-term contract for the future. So that's how, that's the difference between Steph Curry, the Warriors have his full Larry Bird rights, okay. and Kevin Durant, they do not have his full Bird rights. That is a com- important component, and it'll be interesting to see how that goes forward. But I'm sure they discussed some framework, oh, so what they're sure. what they're planning to do, and it may even be about him taking a little less money for a longer period of time. And I think a lot of that is going to play out how things go this season and how they feel. But in a lot of ways, I think this deal is is looking at, as you said earlier, about winning multiple championships and being able to set yourself out on a pedestal so far that people have to recognize what you've done. I'd also like to go in a little bit on some of those individuals that do not do their homework and just like to talk and hear the latest latest chatter out there. In a lot of ways, they're just frustrated because their teams are not getting it done. 
and they want control. It's amazing to me that how many people want to control other people's life. Um, and so with that framework, not only, as you talked about, that free agency wasn't a part of the landscape in basketball until the 80s, you also have to recall that there were other moves. And there's a article that you sent out that I think is really important for people that really want to understand the framework of how a lot of this came to be. And while you look at the players because they're making moves, it was the owners that put this together in a lot of ways or put the pieces to the puzzle together. And the name of the article or the title of the article is how the NBA ended up giving all this mind-blowing money to the wrong players. The NBA's middle class get richer as league's best players, rookie stars are capped. This is by Kevin uh, Ken Berger. Ken Berger. Uh, Twitter is at KVBergCBS. So he put this out there, and it talks about two key things, and he goes in a lot more detail. I won't talk in that much. But he essentially puts that in the first line. It's the reason that you see a lot of these mid-class players, if you want to call them, not necessarily all-stars or even some players that may be borderline all-stars, are getting these large sums of money are two things that happen. First, when people may recall, once I say the name, Jawan Howard, uh, signed that first $100 million contract. It really floored a lot of owners, and they were scared to death that this was going to be a trend. <laughs> little did they know that that's little, little money at this point in time. But they created a cap that league's best players had to be capped uh, in terms of what they could sign on the years and maximum amount of contracts. Then you come back, and that's not good enough. When you come back and you have the rookie, rookie scale, Kevin Garnett signs a hundred million dollars, and they go up in arms, and then all of a sudden they said, "No, nah, this is not right." So they create a rookie scale. So when you artificially put these caps, and let me go to the beginning of this, you created a CBA, which means that you already officially closed the open market system down. Now both groups agreed to this, so I don't necessarily have a huge problem with that. But let's be honest. That is artificially capping the economic framework of the league. Then you go in further and you destroy that open market system and you cap it at the top and you cap it on the bottom. You're going to open up the floodgates. All this didn't exist when players, when people want to talk about Boston, L.A. Lakers, Chicago Bulls. If they built teams through the draft or picked up a couple of players here, they didn't have to really worry about the team splitting up because they could decide whether as how long they wanted to keep this team together. It wasn't a cap that was going to destroy this. Right. People forget that the first bell to hit Oklahoma City a couple of years ago with Oklahoma Thunder was Harden, who is now in Houston. That was via trade because he was coming up on his right to sign a big-time contract. They were nervous they couldn't sign him. They also had concerns if they did sign him, how is this going to deal with the cap with them being over? Luxury tax. Luxury tax. Mm -hmm. So they shipped him away. So nobody talked about a problem with Oklahoma moving with their team together. Nobody was back there talking about why did Oklahoma do this. Everybody was like, oh, this is good basketball. This is a great decision. So when it's the owners or the GM's framework, nobody has a problem with this. 
this is not bad basketball. Nobody came to Oklahoma City and said, man, this is not how you did it with Boston or Celtics or the L.A. Lakers, Chicago Bulls, the Detroit Pistons. Even though they shed some players and made players that end up giving them championship runs, everybody vaguely forgets all that information of Dantley and all these players moving. But So I just think people really are just frustrated um, without being able to control things, and they just want to control people. And when people do things in their own validity, people have problems with it. And I think in a lot of ways it's just sad. Even when you have players who fought and took advantage of a lot of this stuff, they're the very ones chomping at the bits and saying the same thing. I won't even acknowledge the players' names who said things. I really think they're that sad that they, they don't just justify being mentioned. And let me add that uh, and one writer was a little incorrect when she blamed the NBA for the, the salaries being paid out, the huge increase in salaries, a couple of things. This, this money, these salaries are being paid out because of the $24 billion nine-year TV contract ESPN slash ABC and TNT uh, signed for the NBA, to the NBA. So that's where the money started coming from. The huge money for this summer and next summer for the huge increase in salary cap is because the Players Association did not want to smooth in the increase over three, four, five, six seasons. Why should they? So, exactly. I'm just going to... I'm going. No, you saying something, so, I'm yeah. asking everybody out there, why should they? So, that's the reason why the salary cap went up $24 million dollars from last summer to this summer. Why should they wait to get the money? Uh, anybody in general business sense will always tell you it's the best to have your money now than wait for it because the value decreases over a period of time. So unless you're going to increase it over a period of time above what it already is, no, I want my money now. Let me do what I want with my money once I get it versus having you being able to make money off my money and waiting to give it to me. No, I don't think so. So, and that's that's where this, this money comes from. That's so the money this year it's capped ninety four million dollars. Next summer it'll be one ten. So it's all about timing. Guys who are free agents this summer as opposed to the last summer, that's correct, are taking advantage of that. Right. Guys who be free agents ways, next summer will take advantage of it again. What Dwayne Wade is dealing with, there are players that are not of his caliber, and people may argue that he's on the down trend in terms of what he is with age but in terms of what he's all brought to the table when you look at it he sees at a certain value um, but you have younger players that you want to give more money to to keep on your team as you grow but they haven't really showed the value so you have those issues another place you'll see that is in Memphis uh, with the big salary that was there Gasol um, they're not going to have that type of money and people would argue that they're all-star players but just because of timing, they sign long-term deals. They're having a, a smaller amount of total average money over year versus other players. And see, and, and right now, right on now, own team. Mike Conley is now, once the, he signs the contract, will be the highest paid player in the NBA because of his five-year, $139 million contract. And folks are scoffing at that and saying he's never been an all-star and all these other things. But based on his years, years of service in the NBA, based on his value to the Memphis Grizzlies, the Grizzlies felt like he was worthy of that contract. No Period. Bottom line. I love it. And, and, and I want, I want anybody to, to tell me, point blank, 
if an owner comes, your boss comes to you and says, Doc, yeah. Wildcat, KG, I'll make you the highest paid person in this industry. Are you going to say, no, you know, I'm really not yeah, worthy of that. Yeah, I need, I need a little think, more work. Yeah, I, I haven't put in my time yet. You know, you, you, I kind of had a couple more papers out there. You know, I, had a, I, had, I didn't have my best year last year, so I'm not really sure. Hell no. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Where's I'm the paperwork? On, on just, just on the hypothetical or whatever, I'm going to say, you know what? We're going to be friends for life. <laughs> Where do I sign? You show us. That's you, that. hand, I, I, you hand me a pen or uh, a Sharpie. Where it's guaranteed it ain't going to do nothing but just yeah. it, it's going to sit there. And, so uh, this uproar is misplaced and misguided. Now, clearly, if you are an OKC Thunder fan, you are hurt and disappointed. But Kevin Durant is a grown-ass man. Yep. May what he thinks is the best decision for himself. It may be wrong. The Warriors may not win any championships because right of injuries. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. But he made the decision best for he thought was best for himself. And like I said, I will never understand why a man would suggest to another man what he should do with his God, his money, his woman, his family, or his career. Say that again, please. And who are you when you say it? This is Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. Sports professor. I will never understand why a man would suggest to another man what he should do with his God, his money, his woman, his family, or his career. Don't forget that, folks. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. And I apparently folks wasn't listening last week when I mentioned the number 12, number 11, and number 10 on every squad in this league that's available for free agency will get more money than anybody's ever seen before. And this just is what I really want to talk about that I don't because. see a lot of people talking about. I'd like, Chris, for you to go in as you particularly look at basketball and you can uh, go in as well. Is what does this mean as a basketball move? So everybody's so into the social components of this move, which is which is one discussion. But the what Rand, I want to hear Rand going to the Warriors do mm-hmm. analysis on what does this do for the Warriors in terms of schematically what they like to do, how it, does it change if it does for next time. It, 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 it adds another scoring win, but it also adds another uh, a, another position that defensively can guard multiple the, positions. That can guard the, best of the bucket. Um, multiple they, players. They can, they, they can also guard a guard. Uh, a, a, a big guy that can wow. that has reach that can actually get on and guard a guard. So you talking about how they like to switch already? Right. They really can do some switching. Yeah. Then now you now you, you and they switch you, with you stay small. You stay small longer, and we, which is the disadvantage to most teams in the league just be, just just because of that. We watched that this season, especially during the playoffs. But with Kevin Durant, you add a you you add a component that they didn't have before. Um, a guy that doesn't get hurt and. When he needs to to, to break down in in, a, in, a, in in defense, he can do that. Yeah, because he, he can also go to the basket. Right. Uh, and, you see and, Curry do that a little bit. But it's, uh, it's, but it's now almost you like have he, he's can do that. And, Green does it as well. And Kevin creates a, a problem on on the other teams uh, uh, against the other teams offensively just because of what he can do inside, outside, and he allow, he allows the floor to open up. He's, he's he's saying great things. I'm gonna put it more succinct. 
Kevin is an upgrade over Harrison Barnes. Oh, well, now, that's a, that, that's a Period. That's doubt. That's <laughs> Period. doubt now. You don't have to worry about, you know, Harrison so Barnes like in the going playoffs, two for 20. Yeah. Or missing 23s in a row. That's not going to happen. He's struggling. You know, that's so not, that's, that's he's an upgrade. When he goes out there, this the, So it's going to be hard Somebody. for teams to decide <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. who can we leave open yeah. because you really can't. And that's the that, problem. That's my point. But let me turn it around and say because of getting KD on the squad, they had to trade Andrew Bogut to the Mavs. They let go Fetis Azili, who had a horrible NBA Finals. But, but those are two seven-foot bodies, and Bogut was their interior defensive presence. And you saw another factor in the, the series turning was when Bogut got injured, Correct. and they had nobody to replace him. Yeah, so, so that depth is from that position is going. So on. they they have agreed to terms with Zaza Pachulia, big man, and David West. David West is is a tough tough dude, but he ain't a center. Zaza Pachulia, Zaza Pachulia is not a defensive intimidator, shot blocker. Bogut, early part of the finals was clear. He was he owned the paint. Yeah, Five blocks in the first quarter one of those games. He was patrolling the paint when he was gone. That presence was gone. And LeBron just said, hey, y'all have nobody else to even, I have to even bother with. So I'm just going to the hole, going to the hole, going to the hole. So offensively, it's a no-brainer. Kevin Durant is an upgrade over Harrison Barnes, who was also a, now will be a Dallas Maverick. Yes, but as you said that, it looks like we're talking about a finals matchup if it happens to play out that game with Cleveland and and Golden State. And Golden State for the third time. And the ratings would even be higher than they were this past Right, final. which is another thing we didn't pass out. Everybody's talking about the, the NBA is going to fall off a, a cliff. No. It's interesting that the, the reason that they got the money that they could even do this is because uh, the ratings have been higher than ever. Higher attendance during the regular season than, than ever. Playoffs. So that doesn't make sense to really say that that's going to happen. The fans of the NBA are here in a lot of ways. I would suggest the NBA has surpassed baseball. Major League Baseball has some major issues that they need to do. Uh, Chris, in a lot of ways, tells you that right there with his lack of interest in Major League Baseball. I would suggest Major League Soccer uh, is doing a better job of competing against uh, Major League Baseball. But but even uh, baseball and breaking news from uh, Brian Windhorst and Adrian Wojnarowski, Dwayne Wade has informed the Bulls he plans to sign with them. Yep. So the Bulls, the Bulls are going to free up some, uh, got to clear up some rooms. They got to send out some trades. He's going home and get nothing Chicago. back in return. But Dwayne Wade is going to the Bulls. So that is that that is a personal decision because the chances aren't much greater of him winning a championship with the Bulls than it would have been if he stayed with the Heat. Correct. But once so again, he, it's his it. choice to do that. Right. And also, I think he made a personal decision. He, This is an example where all those individuals out there say all the right things in terms of him doing everything. He took less money for a period of time, helped get multiple championships. And at the end of the day, uh, Miami Heat and ownership didn't want to go over the luxury tax. They didn't want to pay him the money. Didn't want to trade away players to give them the money that most people out there, his fans included, they wanted him wanted to, him to stay. They wanted him to be to maintain his loyalty. 
despite the fact for the last three years he took less money yeah. to stay with the Heat to help yeah. them do other things. Yeah. I would suggest it was a little longer than that. So because he took money, at the, less well, money. Well, the LeBron got there, so he, he took less broke. money. So yeah, it is further back. Yeah. And let me, let me remind or inform listeners who may not know this that and uh, David Aldridge, colleague, mentor, they tweeted early, eleven hours ago. Ten teams have won more than eighty-seven percent of all the titles in the history of the NBA. That's all. Ten. Yeah, uh, that's why I laugh at people talking about this. This hasn't changed. So you're talking about, obviously, Celtics and the Lakers have half of them, if not more. In the last, what, 11 years, it's been, what, four or five? You know, so it's just people, uh, I guess they have revisionist history, or they misremember, or they choose what they want to remember to suit their own argument. Someone someone mentions on the radio often, uh, how many opportunities did Jordan have when he first got into the league? A lot. He got some beat down years. He didn't win his first seven years in the NBA. He got some beat down years, scored a bunch of points. But you'd swear he won every title that he played every season that he played in the NBA. He I, won I championship. That's, that's, what, that's what you would swear. Because <laughs> that's all you hear from the, he, his fans. He played six seasons in, in, the, in the NBA and won titles all six times. <laughs> Despite the fact he took two years off in that time when Rockets won championship. Oh, no. Michael would have won those two championships if he'd have played them, but he didn't. But no, 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 he would have if he would have played, but he eight. didn't. So it was eight. So it would have been eight. So yeah. All, all no, I know they is, say it is eight. Yeah, it is all eight. Yeah. All I know is that when they I went make to it up Ve- as they go. when I went to the Vegas tournament that that, that summer with my T-shirt on, everybody looked at me like that ain't real. I said, dude, don't, that, that don't go there. I said, in this city, don't go there. Another another tweet from uh, Frank Isola of the New York Daily News. The NBA, his, used to, the NBA folks saying this, the NBA used to be more competitive. Okay, Frank says, here's, here's some, a fact. Between 1980 and 2005, seven different teams won titles. Between 2006 and 2000, 2016, seven different teams have won. So, 80 to 20, 2005 is 25, 26 seasons. 2006 to 2016 is about 10. The last 10 years, you had 17 win championship. The previous 25, you had 17 win championship. <laughs> no difference at all. No difference at all. But the NBA is going to hell. It's fall <laughs> off a cliff. <laughs> Certain people ain't involved, so he, yeah, you know. Y'all you know. better listen to the real facts. We're going to give it to you. And point blank, those haters, the uninformed haters who choose to hate the Warriors, despise the Warriors, I despise Kevin Durant, they're going to tune in. Every time the Warriors are on TV, the maximum times they're allowed, which I think is 22, maybe more, on national television, the ratings are going to be high because folks want to see them what? So see them lose yep. if they lose. Yep. When they don't, the more the Warriors win, the more folks will hate them, the more folks will tune in and see them lose. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, Cavs, Warriors, for the third time, for the trilogy, oh, my goodness, Adam Silver might just, oh, who knows, he, ABC, and Adam Silver and the NBA League always might just have parties <laughs> leading up to that championship, leading up throughout the finals. Just saying, man, can you imagine the Ravens are going to get with this? Oh, man, you got LeBron. LeBron will be a good guy. He'll be the hero when he used to be the villain. Because the evil empire is now the Golden State Warriors, and LeBron is Luke Skywalker coming to save the day. To, that's what, it, I mean, that's the mentality 
of fan and and media. Certain ESPN TV person pundit, yep. pundit said it was the weakest move he's ever seen in his life for Kevin Durant to go to the Golden State Warriors. Well, hey, question the man's integrity. Yeah. For, for going for choosing to go to Golden State. Well, we know that was personal because if you go back early in the season, uh, he yeah he made news. The guy. He threatened the guy and said uh, he before he did that, I want to paint it out because I don't want people just saying that we putting stuff out there. He made comments that he had some information about uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant openly said I, he that doesn't know true. my folks, and then what he said is not true. That's, I didn't say that to other people, and he went back and was upset. And as you said, went on TV yeah. and threatened him. And even his people on TV sat there and said, oh, you're going too far. He said, you don't want to make enemies of me, quote, unquote. Yep. So he came back, and he's doing exactly what he said he would. Gentlemen, childish in way. Let us talk about the local NBA franchise. They ag- agreed they to do, uh, terms with Nene Hilario. Nene oh. today, big man from Brazil. You know, Nene, how you know? He's been in the NBA 14, 15 years. The person supposed to be getting a while back and not getting Yes. Agreed to a one-year, $2.9 million contract today. Mm-hmm. We tweeted that out. This is a few days following they agreed to terms uh. with Eric Gordon and Ryan Anderson. Um, both the four-year deals. Ryan is for four years. I don't, even, I don't even care about the money. I mean, they got it. Rockets offered it. They agreed to it. It's a good form to get the money. I don't, it's irrelevant. What does this do to improve it? I'm glad you asked that, Wildcat. Because I'm, I'm that's glad. what my fans want to know. They I'm wanna, glad you asked. They want to know, does it, what does this do for him? This is me, KD of the Houston Round Bar View, speaking, rather than some of my colleagues who share a different outlook on the Rockets' three moves. <laughs> it makes them a lot more fun on offense. Doesn't do a damn thing for them on defense. Uh, Nene is 34 years old. I, just, a, I put together a blog. I put I put together a, a blog post, and I'm probably going to tweak uh, later on after the podcast. But last four seasons, total games played for Nene. The NBA season is 82 games long. Regular yep. season, correct? Doc. Last four seasons, total games played for Nene, starting from 2012 to now. He, he's, uh, well, okay. 61. Really? 53. 67. And this past season, 57. Okay? So he's due for a 60-game season this year? You hope. No, I mean, he, he should, numbers say that. He should split time with Clint Capella. So that'd be a, a, a nice one-two combination at the center spot. So that's what, 14 minutes a night? Uh, I hope, hope he can get 20, 24. Hope he can get to that. 20, 25 minutes. No, hopefully, no, no, hopefully. no. That, what, no, no. That, that's not what I asked you. That's not what I asked you. Is that 14 minutes a night? It better be. Mark's got to be counting on that. I mean, I, I'm not sure Clint Capella's body can hold up for 30 plus just yet. I'm not looking for for him to be done. I'm looking for that to be split between those two guys. Right, and, and plus and at some point win. they're going to have maybe have they're going to go small, maybe put yeah, Ryan Anderson at the at the five spot. So 20 minutes, Nene, definitely 20. Let's go average 20. Okay, okay, All right. Ryan Anderson and Who Eric Gordon. I asked you that the other week. Who is that? He's a he's a he's a He's the epitome, in some folks' eyes, of a stretch four of today's NBA. He, he's a power forward who can shoot threes. Both Gordon and Anderson average our career 38, 38% three-point shooters. Okay. Anderson averages um, 
about 17.7 rebounds a game. Mm. And as a block post, you can go to this 16, actually it's 16 and 6. That was his best year. It was 2012-2013 season. Uh-huh. Last season with the Pelicans, he averaged uh, 17 and 6. He played in 66 games, started 7 last year with the Pelicans. Mm. You can go to my HoustonRomeBarReview.com. Check out the men's who's blog and see these two posts about the Rockets agreeing to these terms. Tweet from Ben Golliver on July 2nd. Eric Gordon and Ryan Anderson combined for 173 games missed the last three seasons. The Rockets have agreed to terms financially combined for these two dudes of $133 million. So that's one thing. My, my stat that I have in my blog post. Eric Gordon and both of them have been in the league eight full seasons. So this, this season in the fall will be the, the ninth season for each of them. And he will be beginning his 15th. Gordon has played in 417 of a possible 656 games. While Anderson has been in 484 out of 656. Mm. Eric Gordon has been injured since high school. Whoa. Because of his style of play. In high school, he, he's, a, he's a muscular guy. So he had like a football yeah. mindset on the basketball floor. Yeah. And because of that, he's had injured, a, injuries. A bigger tech man. Injury, injuries. Ooh. Going back there. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. With, with, with taller version of it. Yeah. yeah. With that mindset, yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, he's had knee problems. Last season, he, he dis, dis, dislocated his finger, right ring finger twice. The second time was season-ending uh Surgery on the finger. So he's had knee problems, shoulder problems, finger problems. Ryan Anderson has had neck problems. Um, so, and back problems, I do believe. So, the Rockets, as people have, you know, chided me on Twitter saying everybody has, is injured, has health risk when you sign a player. That's true. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, as I touched on earlier about Steph Curry. Steph Curry was injury prone his first few years in the league, and now he hasn't had any problems with his ankles since then. He had, you know, slipped on the floor in the playoffs versus the Rockets this year, and, you know, their first round of the playoffs mm-hmm. this year, and we'll see if that, those knee problems linger going forward. But Eric Gordon, Brian Anderson, and Nene have all have a history of injuries. Wildcat, as a coach, if you have players who have a history of injuries would it best suit them to be in an up-tempo style of play or more of a slow down half-court style of play you gotta adjust well mm, you gotta adjust for situations you, you basically gotta put time limits on it, on, uh, on guys and you, you gotta you put somebody on the bench with a, with a, with a time clock because I've, I've, I've actually done that, and I've seen that actually done in the league. Uh, Coach Van Gunn was one of those kind of coaches, uh, which explains why y'all was able to play as long as he lasted long during the season, just because of that fact. So you're saying you expect these three guys to be on, on time limitations? Yes. Okay. That's the reason I mentioned the 14 minutes. On a big guy, yeah. Okay. So do you think these three agreements were good deals? Do these three moves make the Rockets better? No. Nope. I think what it does is just what you said. It puts some folks in the seats. Does it? Up to, uh, do, up to, do, no, do no. Seriously, do fans know who these dudes are? To a point, it'll, it'll start the season off with, with the unknown, 
and folks will show up because they just will. Then you would get the proverbial who's coming into town to play. Okay. Because I think I, I, that's, as, that's what I see. Now. I think, as one of my friends pointed out to me today, he said uh, the Rockets are going to have to start marketing the opponents. Yep. Rather than the, the players on the team. Yep. I agree with that. What, what say you, more, Doc? More so than they've been. I think it'll be interesting. I, I think in a lot of ways, you're right on it. That early people are going to try to figure out what's going on. And it's going to be intriguing to see how they start the season in terms of wins and losses. We know Houston in general. Houston is a, a body of people that have a lot of things they, they can do. They love their sports. Uh, but they want their sports teams winning. And oftentimes they'll wait until they are winning before they decide to go celebrate and show up. So I think you'll have your true fans. They'll be out there. But um, And then a lot of the season tickets, as you know, are corporate fans. And so they're going to be waiting. They're going to be spaced out. They'll buy their tickets. They'll sell it out. Uh, but you'll see some emptiness in there early. And then it's just going to be a figment of whether they get off to a nice start or not. And then people start learning some information, seeing some things they like, and you might uh, see it go in either direction, either uptick in terms of more fans coming to see what's going on or a slight downtick. But in general, I think you won't see major changes. I think the same thing. And let's, let, me, let, me, let me mention this also. This came up in the subject uh, uh, two, a couple of, two days ago. Why did Dallas... Make a decision to get way better, not just better, but way better. Because Dirk was the only old person that they. You, there you go, right there. Was the only old person that they signed, and they and they did that for a reason. So you think Dallas has gotten that? Oh much yeah, they they moved ahead of the Rockets. Uh, uh, okay, uh, that's, that's a that's a gap now. That's what, that okay. used to be like like, like like we all sitting here together. Now that's a gap based on what. I'm just, not sure if they moved that far. I think I their did, names are a little more popular, but I'm not sure. I think they that much better. I think team. they moved. That moved into a gap Based situation on what? because of what you just uh, uh, the of three players that you Andrew Bogut and Harrison Barnes yeah for the Mavericks you like them yeah okay. yes I do for what for what they do <laughs> so you like Harrison Barnes better than Chandler Parsons for, Chandler Parsons is not going to the Grizzlies yes wow okay let's do this I don't see that much of a difference between the two but Ju- July sixth this is July sixth okay. so obviously other than the fact Barnes should be healthier than uh, we have the season's months away who knows what's going to happen with trades etc. I'm going to give you the team name. You tell me you think the Rockets are better than this this team in the West. Clearly, Golden State. Yes. Rockets are better than Golden State? <laughs> no. Okay. That's what I'm asking. I was I'm, going going to give you, I'm going to give you the team. You tell me if the Rockets are better than <laughs> No. Golden State. Okay. No. Sir? No. <laughs> San Antonio. No. Nah. Oklahoma City. No. I pause. I still don't think the Rockets are better than Oklahoma City. Well, because we're saying right now, as of July 6th. And, 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 and you know the reason I'm saying that? I'm going to say no. Until Russell, Westbrook, until Russell, <laughs> until Russell is no, traded. Yeah. yeah. He said, okay, okay. Yeah. So, no. But the Clippers. <laughs> he said, turn into wow. The Clippers. Uh, no. No. Portland? No. No. Uh-uh. Dallas? No. Yes. Okay. Be the deciding factor. As of today, because you looked at it a lot closer than I did. I, I'm as of today, no, I don't think they are. I don't believe they are. I like Rick Carlisle more than like Mike D'Antoni. 
So I'll go with that. Like and that. you know what? That that is I forgot about that. I, I literally I forgot about <laughs> so that. I, that. On that the right now, side? that's what I'll go with. Uh, on the coaches side. Because Rick did what he did yeah. last season with yeah. what he had. With, with nothing. Okay. Literally. Memphis. Memphis still better. I agree, they still better. Okay, so that's seven teams right already. Already better than the Rockets. Those are the seven teams that finished right. ahead of or, you know, tied with well, actually, had Rockets finished eighth by themselves in the standings last year. Okay. Utah. Oh, man. Yes. Rockets Rockets better. Slightly. Yeah. Okay. Tough over around the Sacramento. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sacramento. Yeah. Minnesota. Oh, man. Ooh. Yes. But the fact y'all said, ooh. Yeah, I'm saying it's like they're, yeah. yeah, they're moving. Minnesota. The yeah. Rockets are moving closer yeah. to Minnesota. One way or the other. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then get into Denver, New Orleans, <laughs> Phoenix, and the Lakers. Yeah. You yeah. never know in New Orleans until somebody says so. Right. That's, that's true. Okay. Because they can make a run. They have some talent. Yeah. And they, they are adjusting to the new coaching, new coaching staff right. and style. So – what we're saying right now, July 6th. Rockets still where they are, where they, where they so finished. They're, they're, they're still, still where they are. 8th and 9th best in the West. Right. Correct. And that's with the three agreements that they've done. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. With everybody else's. Yeah. That's all I need to know. You all agree right. with that? Oh, yeah. Because I agree. You know, and, I'm, I'm out one and, of these. And, and folks, notice this. They still are holding on. They still have James Harden. They still have Patrick Beverly. You know, they, they, mm-hmm. they, they had still have Corey Brewer. Brewer. Oh, uh, I forgot. They also reached an agreement with Michael Beasley, too. So, yeah. Trevor Reason. Not Michael another guy who can score and not play defense. But, yeah. You know, they, they still got the same guy. The only idea was just to replace Dwight and what else? That's just... Terrence Jones is gone. Okay. Sorry, Grace. I mean, you'll be listening. I know you can hate me for saying that. But, yeah. Well, yeah. So, they'll... They'll be more fun. They'll score more points. But the, oh, no question about that. I don't believe they'll win more games. You know, because they have the ability to give up more points too. So no, I think they're going to pretty much stay where they are. And I, that's the biggest. I mean, thing, a gripe that I have with them right now is they didn't do anything that I saw that would alleviate that at least at some point during the season. Where you would go like on a five or ten game stretch, and not, it's, you may still be losing games, but you would slow down or stop the bleeding. You know, the teams and all, even teams on your level, they were still scoring more than they should, just because you couldn't stop anybody late. Here's my thing: less hired Mike D'Antoni, basically, because he wants, as he said. Was quoted as saying he believes, paraphrasing here, the way the NBA is going, the NBA is going to more of a fast-paced, up-tempo offense along those lines. Correct? Mm-hmm. He said that. He looked at the Warriors. He said he looked at the, looked at the Spurs, looked at the Warriors. Someone needs to tell us that the Spurs, Warriors, OKC play defense. Some of their offense is keyed from their defense. Rockets, as they are currently constructed, don't play defense. Don't play good enough defense to advance in the playoffs 
Thank you. I'm glad you referenced that. So, it starts with James Harden. They will follow his lead. Yes, they will. If he puts in time and effort, and it's tough for him to have to do so much on offense and still get it done on defense, but if he wants to be considered one of the best players in the NBA, that's what he's going to have to do. Because back to the man, Michael Jordan, as great as he was in offense, he was a hell of a defensive player too. Yep. And see, that's one thing that some folks just really forget. Forget. They really forget. You know, that. Michael was all all NBA, all defense. NBA defense, first team defense. But I talk about it. Well, he made all these key shots. He also stopped folks from scoring too. Yeah. And didn't have a problem with doing what LeBron did. Stepped out there and say, "I'm gonna guard you tonight." So that's, I'm gonna guard you tonight. Not these other folks. I am. So yeah, that's where it all comes down to James Harden. The Rockets will be as good as they as James Harden wants to be on defense. Scoring points won't be a problem. They may average 115, 118 points a game, and may give up 116, 118, 119 points a game. So yeah, that'll be more fun, more exciting. But if it produces the same result of 41 to 41, yeah. I'm not sure how many fans are going to be in the building, especially come March, April, and if they make the playoffs, May, with the, with those results. No, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Gentlemen, we're going to wrap it up. How can folks find you, Wildcat, on you the internet? You can find me online at Facebook, Twitter, TweetDay, at AKA, uh, at Jerry L. Woodley Jr., J.L. Woodley 1. You can find me on SoundCloud, YouTube, Blogger, at AKSV, VCSR, the College Sports Report. Doc? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L, D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. You can listen to me live every Tuesday on KKVQ 92.9 FM HD 2 from 6 to 7 p.m. every Tuesday uh, right there in uh, KCOH, historic KCOH studio, I should say. You can also catch me on SoundCloud as a podcast if you can't catch it live. That's at uh, SoundCloud, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab. If you want to listen on your uh, phone, you can go to TuneIn app, www.caseoh.com. Uh, if you want to see it streaming, you can go to www.caseohtv.com and watch the streaming. We also put it right after the show. I usually post it on uh, Facebook at uh, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L, as well as Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab on Facebook. You can catch pre-past episodes as well. And I am KG of the Houston Roundball Review, HoustonRoundballReview.com, Houston Roundball Review on YouTube, uh, Houston Roundball Review on Instagram. We have our KG, the Fifth Quarter Wildcat, and Doc podcast page on Facebook. We have uh, our podcasts available on SoundCloud as well as iTunes and Pod Directory. Thank you very much for bearing with us during our next 
excursion during the Facebook Live feature. Thought it went pretty well, considering we're still learning what we're doing. Yep. So onward and upward for more of those in the future. How do we look for next Wednesday, gentlemen? How's that look? Well, follow far, me. I think we yeah, can keep on schedule. Yeah. Keep giving them. Okay, because I know Wildcat will be want. heading out to uh, his media days, and Doc will. Yeah, I'll be as well. out that uh, Thursday yeah. morning, so I should be able to get it in, and I'll make sure I pack before I come to work that day. So, good deal. So, that's the plan right now. We're currently scheduled for next Wednesday for another podcast and the Facebook Live show. Yep. So, going to wrap it up as I always do. In conclusion, be true, be cool, and do more.